Welcome to the official Jets podcast powered by Amazon Web Services. We're here in the Play MGM studios. Ethan Greenberg, Eric Allen, Jamison Crowder. Jamison, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right. So before we dive in here, Halloween recently passed. I just want to get your power rankings of candy bars. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. I, I figured it was topical. Halloween's okay. recent. feel <laughs> like before we get into the Thanksgiving spirit, we okay. got to get some some candy power rankings from Jameson right. here. Okay. I only eat like three candy bars anyway. All right. That's great. So, Keep it short. Number one would have to be a Baby Ruth. Wow. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Number two would be a Snickers. And number three would be a uh, Almond Joy. I don't know if they count, but Almond no, Joy. No, it counts. I love, I love Almond Joy. I don't know if I've ever had a Baby Ruth. I don't know if I've ever had an Almond Joy. Almond Joy. I love Almond Joy. You ask my lady, my girlfriend, like, anytime she goes in the store, like, you know, if I'm getting some gas, she want to go and get some. Almond Joy. She knows what to get. But how often (laughs) is a guy like you having candy? Can you you do anything you want during the season? Because you don't don't have much body fat. Right. And like I I said, it's not – yeah, I'm not eating it. I'm not eating a a candy bar every day. You know, it's just, you know, every now and then, like I said, it may stop at the store, pump gas or whatever, or it's a bit – well – not pump gas in New Jersey because y'all don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you like that, by the uh, way? Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Did you that's know cool. that that's when different. you first came here? No, I didn't. I didn't actually. So I actually found out that um, it was like that. I was. It was an off season. I was at Duke training, and uh, one of the trainers that work in the training room. Um, she lived. She's from New Jersey. Lived in New Jersey for a long period of time. And um, she she explained that to me because you know in North Carolina we have just you know convenience stores you know mm-hmm. with the gas you get out pump your own gas you go in self serve you know you, you mean like every other state in the country yeah yeah basically <laughs> you know get your drink get your candy bar but up here you know like the first time I had gone like I said she had to wear me you know she let me know about it and uh, it was weird like first time I went there you know the guy came up to my window and he was like yeah what you want I'm like yeah ninety three <laughs> or whatever you know so it was kind of weird but it's cool though I like it. what's your favorite cheat food. Uh, my favorite cheat food, I probably have to say like just like some some chicken wings. Like I love I love Wingstop back home. Okay, I haven't I haven't found a Wingstop out here. No, because that sounds foreign to me. A Wingstop, I don't know if we have any up in yeah. New Jersey well, or New York. Nah, what? No what? <laughs> I mean, like I feel like if you're if you're looking for chicken wings, you just got to find a barbecue joint. Right, that's yeah, it. Right, right. But um, dinosaur, yeah. well, dinosaur barbecue. There's one in Syracuse. There's one in Brooklyn. There's one in Newark. In Newark. There's one in um, Harlem. That's okay. probably that might be. Your and best what is it bet. called? Dim- dinosaur. Dinosaur. Oh, okay. yeah. dinosaur barbecue. Okay. Originated in Syracuse, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. First oh. one. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah. I might have to check that out. But, uh, <laughs> but back home. Wingstop, man. I love, I love so, Wingstop. So what has the transition been like for you? You grew up in North Carolina. You went to Duke. Mm-hmm. You played in Washington, which I consider somewhat northeast, but this is yeah. really northeast. Now. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a little bit of a different, you know, transition, but I think that, uh, you know, I've adjusted well to it. Um, you know, I was just still trying to learn my way around this area. Um, I'm not looking forward to to the winter. I'm not, you know, to the you know to the. <laughs> but snow there was winter in Washington yeah, too. Yeah, it was. It was. But a lot of times while I was there, um, you know, I we would I would miss it. You know, um, it, it, that that winter storm would probably come in more so like late January, early February. Sure. So you know, a lot of guys would 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 uh you know would get out of town. Or be gone by then, but um, but yeah. So, so weather's a significant difference. What else? You see a change in people up here? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um, you know, a lot of people uh, got attitude. Attitude, yeah. uh, you know, not everybody though. It's not, it's not as 
uh, you know, back home, you know, everybody is, hey, how you doing, you know, and <laughs> speaking and everything. But up here, you know, it's just more so you got to just, you know, go about your business. You know, the driving up here, they drive crazy. <laughs> Are you a conservative driver? Every, no, I'm not a conservative driver, but I'm just like, you Pe- know. People driving mad. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, every time I go to the hotel on Saturdays, I get on, uh, I go, I guess I go around like the back way on uh, Interstate 80, I want to say. Okay, yeah, yeah. I go Interstate 80, and it's like, man, the speed limit on those 65. <laughs> 70 and I you know sometimes I kind of you know if it's 70 I might go 74 75 man this car is just going I'm like man ain't no way they going 75 they got to be going like 85 so yeah yeah that uh that sounds northeast to me yeah and then I uh went out to the city a few times and all you hear is the horns horns you oh know, yeah the light just turned green horn I'm like man <laughs> could I could I put my foot on the gas uh <laughs> but, man uh, I feel I feel cool. like a shame because I'm from Manhattan yeah but nah, so. it's cool I, I you know it's I like it because, like, every time I go to the city, it's like I get a little bit excited because, you know, I'm not really used to mm-hmm. being in a big city like that or just being in this area in general. So, Have you taken the train to the city I or haven't. you drive in all the time? Well, uh, normally, or depending, get a, on, get a depending ride. on where I'm going, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll Uber. But, um, you know, before the season started, there was times, like, I went out there on a Saturday with my family and stuff, and I uh, drove out there. And, um, you know, the driving wasn't as bad. You know, kind of in that Times Square area, it was, you know, oh, congested. Yeah, but um, we went, we, me and my family went on the event. We uh, did a tour of the One World Trade Center, mm-hmm. and uh, we found a parking garage not, you know, far from there. And it wasn't that bad. So, you know, I can, I think how, I can manage getting around a little bit. How impactful was that for you uh, going down to World Trade? Oh uh, man, that was that was unique. That was a uh, uh, that was cool, you know, to go see that. Um, you know, just to think back to when that happened. I remember I was in like the third or fourth grade, sure. and at the time, you know, I didn't really understand what really was going on, but just knowing, you know, how uh, how tragic and you know how 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 significant that day was in like U.S. history, you know, and seeing the what is it ground zero where yep. they had the water thing so that was I mean that was a that was a cool experience and um you know that's that's stuff I like to do you know in my downtime when I have time you know just go out there and see different things what's the biggest difference between <clears throat> let's say New York City and DC uh well for one this the the buildings the south the skyscrapers DC they didn't really have I guess just the architecture was they don't have tall buildings so you can't have them because of the monuments there. I think yeah, there's monuments a, and yeah. monuments and all kind of stuff. They got like a no-fly zone mm-hmm. in certain areas and stuff. Um, but I think, I don't know, like you said, like you said earlier, D.C., it's a little bit, you know, you kind of getting into like the northeast. You can definitely feel that. But it's still got a little feel of like southern a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but D.C. was was unique. You know, it was a lot of things to do out there. It was always something to do. Not as much, I would say, as New York, obviously, but D.C. had a lot, had a lot of nice, you know, restaurants, going to see the monuments, Smithsonian, and things of that nature. Uh, it was always something to do. So uh, D.C. is definitely, you know, one of my favorite cities. You um, talked about your family a little bit. Uh, how close are you guys? Talk about your parents and your and your brother, of course. Is it just the two of you? Yeah, just the two yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, just the two of us. Um. You know, my parents, um, you know, they, they, you know, I, I get a lot of my mentality, a lot of my thinking from them. Um, you know, they, they raised me well. They taught me, you know, from right and wrong. And, um, you know, they tried to always have me involved in something, um, you know, from a young age uh, just so I could, um, you know, be successful or at least, you know, get exposure to, 
to things that a lot of my friends, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of my friends and people I grew up with, you know, wasn't necessarily getting that exposure. So, um, so yeah, my family, man, we've always been close. And, um, you know, and then my little brother, you know, they try to do the same with him, you know, try to expose him to things. It's a little different. It can be challenging at times just because, you know, he, uh, you know, deals with disability and can't speak and stuff like that. But they want to make, uh, you know, his life very similar to how I grew up. So Also, yeah. though, about your brother, he loves sports. And yeah. I saw this, I think Duke Jamaris, did, right? Jamaris, yeah. Jamaris. He, Jamaris. He, he did a, I think Duke did a video that I watched the yeah. other week. You, the relationship between you, your parents, your brother, and you guys would go out, meaning you and your brother Jamaris would play hoops together yeah. and you do everything together, even though there's an age difference there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we would go up to the park, you know, just to get him out the house. You know, he hasn't been as active as I have been, you know, obviously with sports and things like that, but, um, you know, just it was just things just to do. You know, just get them out the house. I can get out the house. We go up to the park right up the street, um, from where you know our house was at, and we just go up there and shoot basketball or just go over there and play on the playground set or whatever it may be. You know, just you know, just like any other sibling, you know, brother brother mm -hmm. type uh, type activity. So, um, like I said, you know, we always we always me my family we've always tried to make, um, you know, him feel just you know like everything is as normal as possible. And, and he obviously lives with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. What does that mean in terms of your communication? Because you talked about it before. He can't speak. Right. So how do you guys go about having that connection? Because everybody talks about, Jameson says, that that bond is truly unique. It's something that you can see. You don't even have to see any verbal in communication. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like like you said, he can't he can't speak, but he's still smart. Like, he knows, you know, right from wrong and stuff. He, you know, sometimes, you know, he's he's a teenager, you know. he can. <laughs> he, How uh, old is he now? Well, he's 16. He'll yeah. be 17 in December. So, uh, you know, I think sometimes Jamar tries to <laughs> – manipulate us, you know, in a way, because uh, he can, you know, he, he can be a handful at times, but, um, you know, but uh, like I said, with the with communication, you know, if he wants something, he'll, he'll go and get it, and, uh, you know, he'll bring it to you. If it's a bag of chips, he'll get the chips, eat them, you know, so, um, but it's just that verbal communication, and, um, you know, we've tried to get into, like, the sign language and stuff like that. He knows some sign language, so that's another way that um you know my folks kind of communicate with them just like on basic you know basic sign language like eat stuff like that like Do you know sign language advanced. uh i i've tried like i said just like some of the little basic things like i i'm not really that advanced in it mm -hmm. but just some of the basic things like you know eat and stuff like that you know he'll try to pick up on that from time to time but if you'd be like jamar she wants something to eat then he'll you know he'll he'll come with you or whatever you know he he knows and then like times where we ride in the car uh you know north carolina we have Bojangles, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So we may pass a Bojangles, and uh, he may want something to eat, and he may start fussing, you know, just kind of start fussing a little bit. Um, and that that's letting us know that he's hungry or he sees something that he wants. Now, every time we don't stop, you know, because <laughs> sometimes he just has something to eat, but he wants something else. But those are ways that we picked up on, um, you know, what he wants and things like that. So How frequent are those FaceTime conversations uh, between you and your parents and your brother? Yeah, they pretty frequent, pretty frequent. Um, my mom just got a new phone, so <laughs> her phone was messing up <laughs> like two weeks ago. But uh, they're pretty frequent, though. You know, I always talk to my folks, talk to him uh, like every day. And, uh, you know, some days – uh, sometimes you may go two, three days, not speak to him, and my mom be like, "I ain't heard from you," you know. So she always, <laughs> oh, yeah. she always checking in on me. So, um, yeah, it's, it's frequent. It's always weekly. 
And, sure. and it's FaceTime or it's phone or over the phone. Both. Or it can be FaceTime over the phone. You know, either or. I'll talk to my dad. You know, my mom. She may still be at work, getting ready to get off. Whatever. My dad had called me, and uh, my dad he just recently retired. So what did he do? So he was a, he was a coach and an educator. He uh, taught at my he taught at my middle school. Um, so he taught for a long time. What, what? 25, 30 years. He was oh, like a wow. uh, yeah. He was a, sub, a social studies teacher and um, a coach. So uh, when I was coming through, he was my coach. Um, he called taught coach the middle school basketball team so he was my coach in middle school how was he as a coach with with his son um yeah he was you know it was just it was it was cool. it tougher for you than the rest of the kids no nah, it wasn't <laughs> tougher for me it wasn't tough for me because he you know he wasn't really like that you know if i did something wrong he let me know but um you know in middle school level man we had a really good team um and see down there like in north like the way the rules are set up you had to be in seventh or eighth grade to, to join the team so uh, both years we were really good. Um, only lost like three games, um, you know, both years combined. So it wasn't really a lot, you know, it wasn't really getting on me too much. We was winning, you know, the majority <laughs> of the time. So When you were playing point, were you one of these new age guys as far as score first or you were dishing first? Oh, no, I was more I, I was more, I was more of a facilitator. Yeah. Um, I could score, you know, sometimes that was one of the things that like my folks or my dad used to always, you know, kind of tell me on the side, like, I was like a very unselfish player, and sometimes I would be unselfish to a fault. Mm. Like you know, mm. I was always trying to, you know, get everybody involved, make a nice pass and stuff, um, instead of scoring. You know, just an easy layup or whatever. So, but uh, I could see you picking some people's pockets too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I used to, you know play the passing lane. You know, I get a couple <laughs> steals, man. Go down and get a couple dunks. You know, but um, at what age? Yeah. At what age could you dunk? So my first, I'm gonna tell you, my first time I I dunked was. My it was after my sophomore year going into my junior year that summer. I had gone to a five star basketball camp down in Virginia at uh Hampton Sydney University, mm-hmm. a little small school. And um me and my cousin we went to the camp and so like it was like the first day that we got there, it was like the check in day or whatever, and there was a couple guys that already checked in to the camp that were there and uh they was in there just shooting ball in the gym. So we just went in there and started shooting a little bit, started playing a little, you know, I don't know, twenty one, whatever it was. And so uh I got the ball one just one time. I threw it up, and uh, it bounced, went up, and dunked it. And my cousin was like, man, hold on. What you he was like, it's crazy. <laughs> and uh, that was the first time. So that was my first time dunking. Like, that was my first time dunking. What about first time dunking in a game? First time dunking in the game was my junior year. So uh, first time I dunked was going into my junior that summer. And then uh, my junior year against Piedmont High School, I uh, stole, stole the pass and uh, – Went down and just dunked it. And I guess, you know, it it, it surprised a lot of the fans. You know, cause a, lot of, a lot of people knew me in my area. I'm it looking at your hands. You got big hands, though. No, nah, they're not that big, but I so like. For me. Yeah. And it, it's a, it surprised, <laughs> it surprised a lot of people. And, um, you know, and they was like, dang, he dunking. So, like. The crowd go wild? Yeah. They went crazy. Yeah. But can you palm it? Yeah, I could. See, it depends. I, I could. I, I could palm it. Yeah. But, I, but like, when I, would I dunk, dunk. when I would dunk, though, I never palmed it, though. Like, I would just, I would cuff it. Like, oh, you would? Cuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was, like, the crazy thing about it. Like, I could like, I could never just palm it in the game. Like, you know, I can palm it if I just, you know, put my hand on right? you know, just picking right. it up. But in the game, like, I couldn't get, you know, my hand went that big. You, you, were, you weren't going ISO, putting the ball Yeah, no, nah, like I wasn't that. doing all that. Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't going to do all <laughs> Did that. Did you ever take a tennis ball? That's what we used to do when we were kids because we, we couldn't palm it. But we'd lower the rim a little bit and take the yeah. tennis ball and try to bring it down. But, no, nah, I never I never <laughs> did that. I never did that. It was – I know, like, in, uh, like, ninth grade, I had got, like, these – they had they just had these shoes called strengthening shoes. And it was like you walk up – it's like on the front part of your shoe is like a little plate – 
So it kind of forces you like to walk on your toes, and it's supposedly supposed to like strengthen make your, the muscles. Yeah, strengthen your calf muscles. So like. Me and my cousin, we were just fascinated with trying to dunk, so we had got, like, strengthening shoes and all kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, looking back, it was just kind of like, you know, as you mature, got a little older, uh-huh. you know, that's a really – for me, that's all it was. Like, as I mature, got a little older, got a little more explosive. Um, I don't, I don't think the strengthening shoes worked at all. You know? Well, don't tell them that because they're trying to make some money. Right, I, but I, I really haven't seen them. Yeah, that's fair. They're, they're probably gone yeah, by now. Yeah, I think that was the thing during that, you know, during that time. So, so. you talked about your pops a little bit, the mm-hmm. social studies teacher, recently yep. retired. He also played ball himself in yep. college. But what about your mom? Uh, what did she do, and how much of an influence did she have on you? Uh she's had a, a, a huge influence on me. She uh, she works now for a company called Teladon Alvec. They like specialize in um, making like titanium for like airplanes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, she works like in accounting for them. It's mm-hmm. a little, it's a plant that's in my city and um, in my town. And um, she's been there. She's she's about to retire also. So um, she's been there for a while. Um, but yeah, she's you know she's the one that 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 really you know keeps me going. And you know every day I was trying to tell me something where I need to get better at like. Um, you know, coming through school, it was just always, like, she was always the one that was pushing me to make sure that I was doing what I needed to do in the classroom and stuff. Um, you know, even though a lot of times I just wanted to kind of do what I needed to do to get by. But she was like, nah, you got to, you know, go the extra step, you know. Instead of getting A, instead of having a B, you know, get that A or, you know, right, whatever it may be. So, so yeah, she was the one that always wanted me to do the extra, go the extra mile. So. And are you more like your mother or your father? Oh man, I, <laughs> I I say I think I'm more like my dad, cause my dad a little bit more laid back, you yeah. know, a little bit more laid back. She, my mom, she's very like vocal, you know, very expressive, very like um, she likes to be in charge, you know. Yeah. And I'm not really like I, you know, I'm not really like that, but I ain't just gonna, you know, put myself out there and be, just start out <laughs> being vocal and stuff. So I'm more like I'm, I'm more so like my dad, I'm more like laid back, mm-hmm. chill. So so yeah. why did you choose uh, sociology as your major at Duke? Oh. And I, Man, you you got a minor in African American studies too, I believe. Yeah. And a marketing management and uh MMS, yeah, certificate in marketing management. And you did that at Duke too? Yep, did that at Duke as well. So, so why did we decide uh, on those areas? <laughs> uh, and what do you think, man? Do you have a thought process as far as listen? You're gonna play for a long time. You're a successful guy out there on the field, but yeah. have you thought about post career? Yeah, I have. I I think about it. I almost I think about it all the time, but you know, I think about it now. I feel like I'm at this stage. Of my career, where it's, it's it's you know a thought that I always do, um, that I always have. Um, at this point, man, I'm I'm really trying to get into. I want to get into the real estate. That's what I want to do mm. once I'm you know done. I I bought a few properties in my area. Down in down Carolina. In, yeah, down in North Carolina. Uh, just bought my folks in my house that they you know are currently moving into in the process of moving into. Uh, down in North Carolina as well. Where? Down what town? Uh, it's in Monroe. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of where it's, you guys grew up. Yep, where I grew up. It's kind of more so on the on the edge of like getting into like the county, like in the country, the country mm-hmm. where we call it. Uh, I guess here it's like the suburbs, <laughs> the suburbs. but it's the country, um, uh, you know, back home. But um, like I said, I got a few rental properties that, um, you know, this upcoming off season that I want to kind of, you know, get, get going and uh, got to go in and do some renovating and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm still trying to learn it, you know, and uh, so just yesterday uh, was the guy Bryce with, with, the, with us, the work with Zot. Yeah, yep. you know they got a few programs at the NFL, um, PA. They offer um like a few business things in the, in sure. the off season. Um, I did I did one of those two year three years ago when I was in Washington. I did an internship with the uh, 
Marriott headquarters in Bethesda, Maryland. Oh, so, that's cool. So yeah, I've been thinking, man. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know this football stuff don't last, man. So I've been trying to, you know, dip and dab in certain things, see if I like it. Um, you know, what I can get into, you know, after 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 football. Yeah, you should talk also to uh, Brandon Copeland. We okay. had him on the podcast. He he's a big real estate guy as well. Yeah, yeah. but I, I want to know about Duke because oh yeah, here's basketball. You love hoops. Yeah, Duke is obviously one of the meccas. In the college football or college football, wow. College basketball. College basketball is close. We trying no, to make, made we it. Trying this guy made it a Mecca college football-wise because him and Cockliffe, yeah. we'll get yeah. to him later. Okay. Yeah, coach, so coach. You know, <laughs> got my boy over there across the way playing pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. You're tight with Quinn Cook, aren't you? Isn't yeah, that your guy? Yeah, Quinn, pretty cool. Yeah, we yeah. And, and you were telling us before, but I want to bring it back on the podcast. Okay. When you <laughs> were recruited to Duke, mm-hmm. you played pickup just – with one of the Plumleys and that team. Yeah, yeah, that was the team that was. I want to say that was the team that was. So the year before. So what had, year? What year are you? Are we talking about? Right so now? we're talking about twenty. So it was going into my senior year, and I graduated twenty eleven. So it had to be like the summer of twenty ten. Right. The summer of twenty ten, mm-hmm. going into my senior year. Uh, so, but the year before, Duke had won the national championship. That's when they had Nolan Smith. See, Nolan Smith and them had just graduated. So I think that year before that, that's when they had won it. And it was Kyrie's, it was, Kyrie was an incoming freshman. But anyway, make a long story short, was on a recruiting visit there, and it was during the summer. So, uh, me and my family were just there, and we ran into Marshall Plumley. And um, we got to talking with him. My mom initiated the conversation. She's the talker. And we ended up, uh, you know, long story short, we ended up, you know, uh, he asked me, I want to come play pickup ball with them. So I ended up going to play pickup ball, and it was, um, you know, Kyrie, Andre Dawkins, um, Josh Harrison, uh, Tyler Thornton, um, shoot, all those guys, man. So we ended up playing pickup ball, and it was, it was a, you know, a great uh, experience for me, you know, just go out there and play with those guys, man. Like you said earlier, I held my own now. You know, I held my own for sure. But it was cool, though. It was Did cool. Did you dunk? No, I didn't dunk. Right. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to get no, you no know, dunk, man. But but <laughs> but this is fascinating to me because uh, obviously you're an elite athlete, so it's sometimes we see overlapping. Uh, and you played high school ball, so you you go to Duke. You're the top receiver from a statistical standpoint of all time at Duke, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, you overlap with uh, Kyrie Irving a few times. And you said, uh, yeah, there were multiple times we got on the court. What did you think about him at that time? Did you know he was going to be what he's become? And also, how do you like playing at Cameron? <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So we actually played pickup ball in the practice facility. Okay, all right. Which was, but I've been in Cameron, you know, plenty of times. Um, at the time, man, what was crazy though? I really didn't even know Kyrie mm-hmm. like that, you know, because mm-hmm. I, you know, he's a New Jersey guy, whatever. It's so, like a lot of times I used to follow, like you know, obviously like a lot of guys from North Carolina area, but um, you know, I ain't got worried. Uh, he's like number one recruit, uh, you know, whatever. So that was cool. That was cool playing with him. And um, I think that man, as far as point guards with 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 scoring ability and with handles, he's definitely the top top of my list. Um. You know, uh, even back then, playing against him just pick up ball, and then you know, obviously now, uh, one of the top guards in the in the NBA. Uh, so yeah, man, that's that's what I think about him, and uh, it was cool. It was a great experience. When you when you played with Plumlee and Kyrie, and you're going into your senior year mm-hmm. of high school, like, are you freaking out, being like, 
well, yeah. holy crap, I'm about to play with the yeah, Duke team. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I remember I was nervous. I ain't going to lie. I was <laughs> like, man, they just won a national championship. Like, I played, you know, high school ball, but it's like a whole nother level. So, but that was cool. And I was I was, I was, was definitely a little nervous. But um, like I said, once I got out there and got to playing with those guys and I, you know, scored a couple buckets, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to play a little bit, you know. <laughs> but did you, have your own, did you have your own shoes? I mean, it's man, one, thing, look, one, one thing that I'm giving you clothes, but me, shoes are very important. Man, if I can find a picture, my family <laughs> had it, man. Man, Miles, he went back there. He got me dang on the shirt, shoes, shorts, and everything. Because I, I, I was just on the visit. I had jeans and a collar shirt. And then I was like, man, I don't have nothing. He's like, man, I'll I take care of you. So your parents watching this yep, game? Yeah, my parents was watching and everything. So Where'd your pops I'm gonna find I'm going to find them pictures, man. I'm going to find them pictures. I want to see them. Yeah, I want to see them. Yeah, I'm going to find them pictures for y'all. What did your pop say afterwards? Man, he ain't say much, you know. And uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you who my pops had talked to after uh, afterwards. It was Wojciechowski, the yeah. guy. He was uh, who's oh, at yeah. Marquette now. Yeah. Who's a yeah. famous point guard yeah. for Coach K, yeah. of course. My dad sat there and talked with him for a while after we had finished playing, and um, he was like, "Yeah, my son." He was telling me, yeah, "My son, you know, could possibly be coming here on football scholarship." So it was just, man, it was just a great experience, man. Did great, you talk to? Experience. So I'm gonna get to cut here in a second, but did you have an opportunity? Being such an established receiver there on the campus there in Durham, did you have any interaction with Coach K yourself? Oh, I've met him a couple times yeah. after I graduated. Oh, <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> yeah, that was crazy. So while I was there, I never had really you know any interaction with him. Um, I remember one time me and Quinn was just hanging out, and Quinn was on the phone with him, and uh, I ain't say nothing, to, you know. But other than that, it was after I graduated, my first time getting a chance to meet Coach K. So I've met him a, a, a few times, you know, when I go back in the off season. So, so yeah. <laughs> David Cutcliffe, how did he get you to Duke, and what did he mean to your career, not just there at Duke, mm -hmm. but now as you're sitting here, a veteran in the National Football League? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he got me there. Uh, I just felt like Duke was the right place uh, for me. Excuse me, at the time, and it was and it was kind of crazy how how the recruiting process um, kind of happened and uh, how things kind of changed. Uh, you know, at first, uh, well, Duke was my first offer, so I was very thankful for that. And then uh, Carolina came, and it was like East Carolina came, and a couple other schools, and so uh, no NC State. NC State, yeah, I okay. had NC State, Wake say. Forest. Um, I had pretty much all the North Carolina schools. Right. You know, I um, had a couple of smaller D one double eight schools, and uh, initially. Um, you know, I really didn't know. You know, I was kind of leaning towards Carolina, Duke, you know, ECU. It was just up in the air. But um, uh, Carolina, they wanted me to come in and play defensive back. Mm. So, like, when I was going on recruiting visits there, I was meeting with the defensive coordinator and the and the, uh, and the uh, cornerback coach. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, I, I ain't, I ain't, you know, <laughs> I ain't want to play no defense. I played defense in high school, you know, both sides, of, uh, both sides of ball. Sure. But um, I really, I really wasn't feeling, you know, defense, you know, at the next level. I felt like I was better with the ball in my hand. And then um, East Carolina, they at the time they had like the the air raid offense mm -hmm. with uh, Coach McNeil and um, Lincoln Riley was mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator. That's right. So um, I was like, man, you know, East Carolina, they real good. But the only thing with, like, East Carolina, one of the reasons why I didn't, you know, choose to go there was, you know, the, the conference that they played in. So I wanted my family to come to the game. So they were, like, in the 
I don't want to say it wrong, but they were in the conference. They were playing like Tulane and Tulsa. So like a lot of their games. Oh, is were, that the American now? Is that yeah? What it I don't is? know what it is, yeah. but a lot of their games were. You know, some of the games were. It probably know, used farther. to be the Conference USA. Maybe. Conference yeah. USA, yeah. yeah. So like you know, some of the games like that was were, were farther. And I was like, okay, ACC coach Cut. They want me to come in and play offense. And coach Cut, they, they just made me feel like it was a a a, a home atmosphere. Mm. Like you know, they made me really feel like they bring me in. You know. Not tell me what I want to hear, but tell me what was right. But at the same time, you know, make me feel like I'm a part, you know, a part of the program and everything. And then it was also the ACC. So, you know, I thought about my family. Okay, if we're not playing at Duke, a Wake game might be at UNC. That's right down the road. My family can still come. Or if we ain't playing at Duke, we might play at Wake Forest and Winston-Salem. My family can still come. So that's what really, you know, got me there. And then obviously, like I said, Coach Cut, they made me feel like really welcome and stuff. So. And then obviously, you know, can't pass up on the on the Duke education. You know, um, that was the main thing. Um, so yeah, that's really how I got to Duke. All right, so I want to bring things full circle here before we let you go. You do a lot of work in the community. You're talking about your family. You do a lot of work for kids with disabilities. So what have you done, and what do you hope to do in the future? Well, you know, we had the camp. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we had the camp down in um in North Carolina at Duke. Uh, in the off season for you know kids with Down syndrome in that area, and then um, you know just trying to you know raise money and stuff like that. So next Tuesday, I want to say not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, it'll be November the twelfth. Okay, I'm having an an event at uh, the Moe's. Moe's in Florham Park. Yeah, in Florham Park, and um, you know we're just I'm gonna sign some autographs. I'll be there from five to eight, and uh, you know just the proceeds, the money that come in is gonna go to. Um, you know, National Down Syndrome uh, Foundation. Foundation and everything. So love that. Yeah, that, so that's that's, uh, that's coming up. That'd be November the twelfth. Is the camp in Duke? Is that the one that you worked with my friend in Syracuse, Michelle Sagan? Yeah, yeah, that's her. Shout out to Michelle. Yeah. What what should uh, people know about uh, families who have somebody with Downs, and what is out there that is just uh, uh, a misperception uh, that, that people think when they hear doubts. Yeah, I mean, I think um, something that people should know, well, I know for, like, just speaking from experience, are some of the challenges, you know, um, just the challenges, day-to-day challenge. Like, you know, in my area, we don't really have a lot of resources for Jamars or for my family. You know, if my family want to go out and do certain things, you know, there's not a lot of resources, not a lot of places they can go where they have, um, you know, uh, centers or something where they can teach you know on on their level or help them you know develop so a lot of stuff my family myself we have to do on ourselves so i think that's one of the things that for me personally i want to get my brother and i know there's a lot of other families out there in the same situation get my brother exposed to you know just you know come together and you know talk about the challenges family different family talk about the challenges and then try to come up with a solution or something where we can help you know those families that that don't have those resources in those areas that you know, can help their family member with Downs grow and develop. Um, so that's the main thing I, that I that I think um, is uh, you know on a day to day challenges that that I see. So. I, I gotta uh, I gotta ask, and your family's been incredible with that. It's it, uh, and I, I think and what you're doing uh, on the what is it the uh, November 11th? November the 12th. November yeah. the 12th. A, so you got to you got to show get out there, yeah, meet Jameson, get yeah. photo taken with him, and and get, and get something from most. Yeah, yeah. And, and the proceeds are most. Yeah. Yep. I posted on my Instagram. You know, um, it's out there. I'll just keep give the shout you know, out on your Instagram. What's yeah. the handle? Yeah. Oh man, my Instagram <laughs> J underscore crowd eighty. 
Uh, uh, we got to ask you, man, though, before you get out. You're going back to Washington here soon. Yeah. Well, I know you just be looking for a victory, but what, for sure. what, what, <laughs> what goes through your mind? Uh, just, uh, the opportunity to go back and play against the team that drafted you, and mm-hmm. you, you had a, a number of good seasons there before yeah. signing with the Jets in free agency. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's definitely a game I'm looking forward to. You know, obviously I'm looking forward to this game this week. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Washington as well, you know, playing against those guys. A lot of guys I know have a really good relationship with, um, you know, Washington. And uh, I, I just look at it, you know, uh, as a as a, as a a blessing. You know, they gave me an opportunity to get into this, into this league, get into this business. You know, they drafted me and, um, you know, gave me an opportunity to get my foot in the door. So I appreciate it, but I definitely look forward to playing on November the 17th. 12th, Moe's, Floor yeah. Park, meet Jameson. Yep, we, we, we appreciate what, you coming. 5 p.m. to 5. 8 p.m. 5 to 8, November 12th, Moe's, yep. Florham Moe's, Park. We yep. got to have you back, huh? Yeah, All we right. do. Yeah, yeah, we we got to sure. have a hoop segment. On I enjoyed podcast. it. Yeah, yeah, we need to. You know, talk a little basketball. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Love it. All right. That was the official Jets podcast presented or powered by AWS here in the Play MGM studios. You can find us at NewYorkJets.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, pretty much wherever. Jameson, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Well, we'll have you back on for some hoop talk. All right. Sounds good.